You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now, we've all been there before, trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the Razor Safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. Let's roll. Here we go with another Land and Legacy podcast Ugh. in November. Man, what a cool, cool time to be deer hunter. There's so many people spending time outside right now. No doubt. In a I, tree, I, in a blind. I heard them yesterday. <laughs> oh, boy, I heard them. They em. were spending a lot of great time together, <laughs> blasting away. <laughs> yesterday was opening day of rifle season, firearm season. It's 11 or 10 day now. Is ten. it 10? It's 10, ten day, day season. Here in Missouri, and um, man, what a what a weekend of tradition! And um, I think I don't I don't know the exact number, and we'll probably find out on Monday um, when the state emails everything. But but um, I want to say it's you know eighty percent of the annual harvest come this weekend of the whole the whole entire season, yeah. which is just an ungodly amount of deer. Um, but wow, I feel like I feel like. I, remember, I heard a lot I, of I was the shots. Telling somebody the first time that you and I, the first time you ever experienced opening day in Douglas County, and you were just like mesmerized at how many shots we were hearing. Yeah, I grew up in Virginia where we had a six-week gun season, so it wasn't like this. You Cram need to everybody be, into ten days. Yeah, you need to be out there like yeah. you had for you, yeah. you had six weeks to get it done, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, you could kill three bucks, and wasn't a big deal. You just went when you had time. Um, but yeah, sure. I would hear five or ten gunshots, yeah. not fifty to seventy gunshots, yeah. and um, all within three hour time frame, and then strung out through the day. And the I mean, it's just like holy cow. Yeah, when you look at um, the 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 Midwest, like Iowa doesn't have a rifle season during the rut. Mm-hmm. Illinois doesn't have a rifle season during the Kansas. peak rut. Kansas doesn't. Kentucky does. Kentucky does. Nebraska very similar. does. Nebraska does, but um, 
I don't, you know, I almost picture them more like planes. The, yeah. The planes and the yep. than the corn belt. Like, Minnesota um, does. Okay. They and do. So, Wisconsin. Uh, what, what I, I don't picture. Think Wisconsin is later. Yeah, I don't I, think. I don't know. But, I, think it's, um, I think it's like Thanksgiving time. When I look at Missouri gun season, because it's like you got the like hot spot, the Midwest, the, yeah, yeah. The, where everybody's just like, oh, you got to be in the Midwest. We're like the only state, one of the only mm-hmm. states with rifle season, peak rut, peak breeding, like, whoa. Yeah, things are right. yeah, that's a good time to be in. You can drive down there and, and with a rifle and be in yeah, pretty good shape for sure. And it's almost like Black Friday shopping of deer season because oh, it's totally. like you cram everybody all the good deals it. into one day, Black Friday, <laughs> and everybody goes shopping. It. And yeah. you cram all the good hunting in ten days, everybody goes hunting. Yeah. So here we are, Black Friday gun season, and uh, the orange army I say, comes there's, out. There's colors because there's a lot of orange in the woods right now. Yeah. Not I from mean, the leaves, but from from the hunters. And, Guys and, that I went to school with that didn't hunt in high school, yeah, they now hunt in gun season, opening sure. weekend, yeah, because yeah. it's just a, a social event. You it, go and have breakfast, you go <coughs> and eat lunch, you hunt it's, with buddies. It's social, and it's a lot easier of an introduction than bow hunting. Oh, 100%. I mean, you can you can pick up a gun pretty quickly and get, and shoot some rounds and and get pretty darn accurate quickly and efficient enough to harvest deer. You can drive the truck into the corner of the field, shut it off, lay the gun across the window. That's what most of them do, it seems like. So, um, or a lot of the guys I know. And yep. so, and in, in this case, uh, this weekend hunting close to a gravel road where we could see with some binoculars, a lot of guys found interest in driving the roads. <laughs> as, as that a, doesn't happen, the, Adam. The, that the mobile, <laughs> the mobile honey the blind. mobile blind. When it gets sub and 32 in the mornings for a long time, and it was, it was a chilly morning. It was 28, yeah. I think. Um, heavy frost, but it was. Um, I don't think a lot of people stayed out long into the morning. I think they froze out pretty early because um, the wind picked up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was probably some mobile blinds mm-hmm. <laughs> floating around. A lot of four wheeler blinds. Yeah. Um, and it was funny, Chad. Two mornings in a row, hunted the same blind mm-hmm. with the same wind and uh, same, it's all the truck, same truck. Same truck. Same grandpa, grandson driving the same direction about the same time. It's just like. I know what How you're doing. How predictable do we have to be? Like, <laughs> You've done this for years. Yeah. Find a new game. Find yeah. a new road. <laughs> this, isn't, this, isn't, uh, uh, this isn't the same place it was in the 90s. Yes. Like, things yeah, yeah. have changed. There's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch well, too much Yellowstone. Oh, boy. The tra- there's a train station around <laughs> Don't here you now. dare. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Uh, so... On on this week's podcast, one one of the pain points, or one of the, one of the things that we brought the whole gun season introduction into, was there's just a lot of people who are spending time outdoors right now, and um, man, some people are are having success, and other people are sitting there twiddling the thumbs, waiting on waiting on deer, and um, I, I think that there's a great time or a great way to use that time wisely, because I know I found myself Saturday morning, um, and you found yourself kind of restructuring and probably reprioritizing um, your task list for the next few no months and, and year time frame when it comes to property management. And, and that's why I found myself uh, Friday night and Saturday morning just based on where I was sitting at on on um, Elam Ridge. And you, you and Chad and your dad were hunting Whispering Woodlands. And just I found myself thinking – and I need to do this. I need to do that. I want to do this. This is like yeah. the next kind of stage of 
yes, I'm hunting, but I'm kind of prioritizing um, what I want to do and how I want to accomplish it because we do get busy, Adam, in, in middle of December and, and through. So I've got you know some weeks left and time that I want to be able to, to maximize for the property and get it uh, in shape before the growing season starts. But, no but we're busy, so that's where my mind was. And, and not only that, but there's certain things that are more obvious now and they won't be sure six months from now totally that you need to be addressing then not right now when, when leaves fall you start yeah. seeing more you start seeing some holes in the bucket and you're like oh i was reminded by that that i needed to do that or fescue is bright green you're like yeah i didn't really know there's that much fescue right there yeah okay i need to hit that spot too or i'm planting natives this this summer or, or this coming uh spring how do I need to continue my, my maintenance and prep of, yeah. of that site? Yeah. So there's just a lot of things that I think you can use that time that you're sitting in a tree wisely. And, and some people, they look at deer pictures, and that's great. Um, but, but what we're going to talk about is a, is a quick strategy to turn – ideas are great. I mean, excuse me. Ideas – yes, ideas are great. Um and intentions to, to fulfill those ideas and those tasks that you kind of create for yourself. The intention is great, but a lot of times we, we all fall victim to shortage of time, lack of preparation, um, lack of organization, because we all have lives and busy and family and things like that. So while we're sitting here in a blind, let's, let's talk about a strategy um, to utilize some software, some apps, that will make us better land managers. So we've got this list. And what I did this weekend was sit there and I just got notes pulled up. I got an iPhone, so I just got notes and I'm just typing the tasks that I need to get done. Right. Uh-huh. So, so it's okay, you know, uh, expand bedding thicket or um, edge feather old field, spray yep. fescue, then return and cut and drop cedars once fescue sprayed. Prep yep. burn lines for old field so I can remove the fescue. Um, you know, sp- continue working on bush honeysuckle. Spray another herbicide application on a warm day in November. Prep site for native areas and yep. screens and pollinator planting. Um, continue thinning, expanding woodland creation in another portion. Um, cut out ro- uh, an existing road that was created from the skitter for access and, and deer movement, blah, blah. So I have all these these things, 10, 15 things that I need to do. Again, the idea is great that we need to do it and, and, and recognize that that's work that needs to get done. But, but what's another way that we can get closer to actually implementing that project and it, and it not go from just an idea or a task or to-do list, it goes to a checkbox where it's done, it's complete, and, and you've moved on. Um, because I think... Uh, Let's let's really be honest with ourselves. We have this long list, but if we get forty percent of it done, most people are like okay, good. But yeah. what what happens if we're actually just a little bit more organized? What happens if yeah. we're just a little bit more prepped and we use some time wisely? Can we turn that forty percent into sixty, seventy percent? Man, now now we've almost yeah. doubled our our production, and just because we've been organized. So one of the ways that we're using OnX is we've we've created this task list but what you can also do with that software is not only add waypoints, shape files, but you can categorize and add notes and make your measurements, acreages and whatnot and say, okay, I've got uh my bedding thicket is 
this big or I've done two and a half acres of it or two acres of it, but I really want to bump it to three, three and a half. So I make that, I add that to the notes, and then I might make like another list of, okay, well, what supplies do I need? Add that to the notes. And then I think of, okay, because this is a new feature, adding it to a folder, you can yeah. like put your work in all Make your layers, files yeah. basically yeah. and turn those layers and folders on and off so so you can group and batch work all together so yep. let's say we've got um, some chainsaw work that we want to get done in the month of January so we're yep. going to do the bedding thicket we're going to do the edge feathering and we're going to do some woodland creation all in the month of January so let's take those waypoints and those shape files of these different units that we're going to work put all of our notes together all the supplies that we're going to need and then put them all in the month of January folder. So yep. when you're looking to say, okay, it's January, i got to head to the farm on Saturday, or, hey, I've got some free time uh, this afternoon, you pull up your January folder, boom, here's the work that I need to do. Stop worrying about what February brings because you've already got it mapped out to say, that's when I'm going to do my burn units, or yeah. that's when I'm actually going to start burning, or that's when I'm going to... Um, do some hack and squirt on a, on another yep. portion. Stop <clears throat> worrying about what, like, basically, this is this this prioritizing is going to tell you what to do, where to do it, and when to do it. So so you don't have to think about that later on and continue to go back to your list and and think about that. It's already done for you. So maximize your time and create the month by month folder in on X and on add all your shape files and waypoints into each respective folder. Yeah. To organize your time and prioritize the activities for when they're most beneficial. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. I think I think there's sometimes so, like you get behind the eight ball, like, oh gosh, I, I didn't get as much done in January as I should have. You're hamster wheeling. And and, yeah. and and you see that a lot, especially with guys who are the only <clears throat> the only they're one man band. Yes. I interviewed Aaron Woodward last week, mm -hmm. and he's basically a one-man band for the yep. most of the year. Yep. And a lot of times those are the guys who get a lot of work done, but they can hamster wheel really quickly. Yes. And ultimately what will happen is they'll get burned out and go on doing some, some other hobby. Right. And then eventually the farm sells and pff, off down the road they go. And that's where you don't want to see that. And so – Making sure the plan is in place and you don't hamster wheel yourself to where it's like, okay, each month I have these practices. And this is the thing I love about our management style, our techniques that we use, is because the heavy lifting can be done in a couple of years. Yeah. If it's a bigger property, it may be more like four years. But um, you can get the heavy lifting done. And then, then you're more in maintenance mode, disturbance mode. Um, here comes a little single engine plane that's going to roar us out. It sounds like, but I don't know. I hopefully nobody hears it. But you you get the bedding cuts in. Like yep. for me, when I sat in my stand on Saturday morning, I was looking over this valley, going, "Okay, I need to plant these trees along this riparian area. I need to spray the fescue." Um, and so I'm looking, go, okay, there's no fescue here. So basically I've got my tree order. I'm going to get that in in late February. Yep. So actually March is when we're going to plant those trees, um, beginning of March, um, which will be unfortunate. <laughs> Chad? For, for Chad. <laughs> I may try to run down there and, and help, but with baby number three coming late February, early March, it, it it's going to be pretty 
pretty tight. But as Chad and I said, uh, and it'll be a podcast coming, it's like I don't want to wait around. I want to get this work done. And yeah. so we want to get the trees on the ground because trees need to be in the ground during the season. And if we wait a whole, whole another year, we're, we're a whole you're year behind. To, you're trying to well, – well, that, that, but then you're trying to carry trees over through a growing season. That's that's taking – again, that's just taking more time <clears throat> away from the other practices that you need to do during the month of June, July, August, and September. So no doubt. That's why you. It's not only important to know what to do, and create this task list, but but what do you need for it? Where do you do it? And and most importantly, when? When? Yeah. When is it? Is the biggest like? We've always often talked about it, but time is a limited resource. But but having a knowledge of the when and being organized of when. And you can utilize the, uh, an app like Onyx to do that. Yeah, I've just I've seen I've seen individuals and clients who I will categorize work for them in this fashion and send it to them. I basically just call it a punch list. Like, do this. Here's an. It's not an Excel spreadsheet, but it's a it's a chart. Boom. Do this. Here's an Onyx file to tell you exactly where you click on it. Pulls it up. Their efficiency in getting stuff done, honestly, is mind-blowing. And it's yeah. not like that they have an exorbitant amount of time to be able to do it or they have um, unlimited resources when it comes to money to be able to do this stuff. It's just a matter of being organized and putting in, and collecting all your thoughts in an organized way so that when you do show up, you can be most effective at the farm when you're present be present and intentional because i would say an average guy who is a professional in whatever they do majority of their headspace because they're a professional is working with whatever their profession is you're a lawyer you're thinking about cases you're a doctor you're thinking about the health of your patients right no doubt it's not always about the farm so when you're there at the farm Let's just ha- let's just create a system now. Plan for this. Now I'm air quoting habitat management season coming up. Plan for it and be organized. And I think that you're you would surprise yourself with how much more you'll get done if you're organized and categorize times, not just based on locations, but based on timing of when you're going to get it done. Group that work together. Shed everything else for February when you're in January and stop thinking about March work when you're doing stuff in January. That calendar will turn two more months and you will get to March. So when you're there, think about it then. Yeah. And efficiency <clears throat> will drastically increase. I'm going to share a story. You got to list out all the things you were thinking about and I didn't list out all of them, but one that really stuck out to me this, this uh, Saturday morning was things to do sitting in that tree stand going, well, something that's high on my list of to-do in the future is to tell my dad, hey, go ahead and go start taking those T-posts down on that fence up there in the woods because we don't need it anymore. You, and then if you want to roll the wire up and reuse it, go ahead. Yep. Because uh, as you know the story, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, opening morning, the gun season, dad and I are slipping through. We're trying to get to the redneck blind that's overlooking the the food plot on the north end of this bottom field. And as we get into the field that I shot the doe out of, that's Heritage Blend, kind of as a screen. Which, uh, go check out that video on YouTube. Yeah, 
uh, it's dead quiet. And go check all the videos we've dropped, yeah. and we'll continue to drop drop this fall as we drop our hunting, and then we'll start dropping more habitat in the future. But um, you know, when you look at it, and, and we we're going through the heritage, and we got just around the corner, and kind of where you could see the field, deer just blew out of the food plot. Yeah, and it wasn't ideal, but it was like it's the rut. They're they're deer, in deer there run the around night. like crazy. They're running deer. around like crazy. I don't get that word about a bump. In we a have a right good now. screen going, but it was like dead calm. You yeah. could have heard a mouse fart. Yeah, and we kind of sleep, so we slip into the creek, and deer run up the hill. But it's like super loud. Like my <sighs> gosh, what in the world was that? And it was we got in the blind. I open up the window and I look, and there's a doe and a fawn already back out in the food plot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But yeah. she's looking up the hill, and about that time, I hear meh. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what in the world? Yeah. And uh, anyway, 20 minutes go by. I hear it again. Still can't see it. Finally, the light starts to get enough where I can see into the woods. And uh ended up being a fawn, a doe fawn, who had ran smack dab into that barbed wire fence mm-hmm. that's been there for 15 years or 10 years. Yeah. And had gotten With a foot a mul- hung multi-string up. fence. It's a three-strand. Like, it's yeah. not even one of the five-strand or real well, high. And, and that's the thing about a three-strand. I feel like it, a lot of deer are used to seeing the five, and they're like, oh, I have to jump not it. around my place. Oh, well, that that is true. But the three-strand, there's enough space in between. I feel like sometimes when they're pushed, they feel like, oh, I can get through that, no problem. And they will well, wind I, I up, feel like bound up. If you watch a deer jump a fence... What I believe happens is when they jump, they kind of pull their feet up, and it goes one. It's not like they get it high enough, and it goes under that, and their body then goes over. And what well, it does sure. is it goes floop, and then they're already. I mean, just one just one wrong step, and that's what she did. And finally, yeah. when we identified what was going on, I went up there a little. This bit. is a front leg. Front leg. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Front leg chotter. Sometimes you see it in the back, mm-hmm. um, but like. You know, we hunt a farm in, in uh, cent- uh, north of us an hour or so, and uh, shoot, I've seen like five deer since hunting that in the yeah. last four years stuck in the fence dead. Mm-hmm. We, I've never, knock on wood, I've never seen a deer on our farm stuck in the fence. Never right. found bones of one stuck. That was the first one, and, mm-hmm. and of course, I dispatched of her. We needed to shoot does anyway, and yep. she had already torn up part of her leg. I'm like, I don't. The, the chance of her surviving that is not great. Yeah. Uh, even if she does, there's a chance coyotes will run her down, and what me sneaking through the woods and shooting her, having no idea what's going on, is a much more quick kill than what could happen. So, sure. And and that was like, all right, that fence is no good. We already have an electric fence down the field. Let's get rid of that thing. Yeah. And then I want to edge feather this whole slope. Yeah. And and to me, like the list, every time I'm in the woods. Every time, Every time especially you hunt in a, a new tree, location. I'm like, oh, add that to the list of things to do. Right, and, and that's why I'm saying add it to the list, but organize that list. Take that list one step further and break it down and utilize the tools that are available. So um, we, we're going to do it, but this is not the whole purpose of the podcast, I promise. But if you don't have that utilize the code land and legacy 20 on onyx for subscription you'll get 20 percent off that sounds super salesy sorry for Uh, it but but it's it's reality it's it's an amazing land management tool that will take your 
execution to the next level of being it's i mean i use it for like basically a project management software yeah and um it, it, it's it's a it's a great tool and it's not going to set reminders and notify you of that but let's be honest who it's doesn't pull up tell on you, hey did you spray enough? that fescue yet? yeah it should <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of these days yeah but but utilize it as that, and we're all we're all on Onyx looking at farm aerials enough that we're going to go through. That's what a lot of through. people use it for that we know. They look up to see who owns what, mm-hmm. the boundaries, which, um, you know, the boundaries, and then they use, like, for trails and stuff. Yep. Yep. We use it totally different. I don't yeah. think we use it like most people use it. And I don't that's use where it I want for, people like, to understand. a it's scouting like standpoint. Project standpoint. Like yes. We are... Building out our layers, building out our trails, building out our burn units. Burn uh, units is big. TSI out, units. Going in on a farm for a guy saying, yeah, this needs to be a food plot. Hold on. Let me run a track around it so I know how big of an area this is going to be. I, I, and so I, yep. then I can add it to the add it to the map later on, and we know exactly where it needs to be. Or to say, well, I need to TSI this section of woods. Well, create create a shape file. Let's say it's 10 acres. You've got two guys. Now we can estimate how much time it's going to take you. Yeah. So let's devote Saturday to that 10 acres. Or maybe you say, I need to call another buddy because I want to get that done Saturday. And we can be more effective. We have one more person there. It, it just allows you to really see, okay, this edge feathering, I'm going to have to take this thing 60 yards yeah. um, long and you know 20 deep. How long is it going to take me? Well, okay, that equals up to X. Yeah. Okay, now I know. Or, or turn a tracker on and start gridding it off, and three of you guys are working together. We've done that on a project. Oh, for sure. And all of a sudden, you guys share each other's tracks, and we all look yep. at it and go, okay, we knocked out 15 acres today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, of of good TSI yeah. um, being, being extremely effective there. So um, it, it's not only in the field useful, but it's a it's a – Use it as a planner to get you guided in the right direction for maximizing your time. I, I'm I'm fortunate enough that um, on I, I live there, so I can go out my door in the morning, work for two or three hours, and then go and work on the computer and do office stuff for for some time. But you, your your situation, Adams, you don't live on the farm, so you pick a couple days a week with you and your wife and say, "I'm going down here." Yep. Your time is precious when you're down there. You don't want it to be, you don't want to find out that oh, we don't have that herbicide uh, here on on hand. Like yeah. you, you want to know exactly what you got coming up and what you need to pre- prepare for. So when you get there, you just start working. It's not as simple as ah, oh, I forgot to grab that new chainsaw chain. Uh, I'm running the dole. No, nope, yeah. can't do it. <laughs> got to run into town. It's like, nope, let's I get all this in my not. tub. Yes. And so yes. when I get there, regardless of what happens, I can still work. I got I got what I need. Yep. I got plenty. So hopefully yep. that's a that's a quick tip um, on, on ways to just work the system, work it well, um, be efficient now while you're hunting and thinking of all these projects that need to get done. Build it out more month by month. Use Onyx and be effective when you get to the farm. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll kill a deer in the process, too. Hopefully. Don't get planned too much that you miss deer. Yeah. You miss them running past. But I just had a conversation with a client yesterday is saying, man, every time I sit in a tree stand, it's like I, I, I think he said something like, I'm not sure I want to hunt new spots because <laughs> I have <laughs> more, more stuff to do. Uh-huh. But yeah. that's, the, that's the important part of, of really maximizing your property is, 
is understanding, okay, there's always something to do, but then don't get overwhelmed thinking, oh, I'm never going to get ahead because you can. And if you have an appropriate plan in place and you've, and you've laid it out month by month or yep. quarter by quarter, season by season, and it only takes a certain amount of years, and all of a sudden you're now getting things completely restored and fixed up to where at that point – You've got the best farm in the neighborhood, and it's hopefully motivation for other neighbors to get on board. So Someone's going to ask you one day, how did you get all this done in such a short time frame? And you yeah. could say, I just used my time wisely, and I knew what I was doing when I got to the farm. Yeah. And that's what I did. I didn't get confused. I didn't get sidetracked by everything else. I just did what I was supposed to yeah. do. Right. Good luck out there, guys.